Happy Friday, everyone, and thanks for listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast. All right, we've got a lot to get to today. We're going to talk a lot of conference realignment, what I think should happen, and you know what? You think I'm smart, cool. If not, I guess we're going to find out right here. But let's get started here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for keeping it Locked On Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, we're going to talk a lot of conference expansion today and where exactly everything stands. Now, in the past, we've told you there are certain people that you shouldn't really be relying on. Uh, John Canzano is certainly at the top of that list. Um, he has been kind of showed he's not talking with who he's saying he's talking with. And he just, quite frankly, he just doesn't know what he thinks he knows or what he's trying to project that he knows. You look at some of his, uh, uh, and we've gone over this before, but you look at some of his past numbers, he's reported some of his past uh, statements um, that people around the U of A had told me from the beginning were not even close to being accurate. You know, like when he said that there would be a TV deal in place by August 4th, nobody foresaw that one happening. That wasn't going to be the deal. So uh, now he's now reporting what a simulation would look like if the Pac-12 were to add um, another team to, or excuse me, if the, uh, uh, the, what the ESPN TV deal would look like with revenue sharing. And it comes out to Arizona making like 27 million in ASU 32. I'll just tell you right now, Arizona's not taking a deal where they're making 27 million. They're just not. All right. So let's look at the health of the Pac-12 right now. And we've got to start with George Kliakoff. George Kliakoff to me is batting a big over three right now in that when he took over the conference, the first thing he said was that um, they weren't looking to expand, that he was happy with how everything was. Well, come to find out, probably not the greatest idea because other people were looking to expand while, while he wasn't. Um, that's an issue. Then you get your two charter members, USC and UCLA, swept out from under you. And you have absolutely no idea that that's about to happen. Then you hold a press conference, which, to put it mildly, looked very feeble. And you refuse to acknowledge that the Big Ten is basically raiding your conference. But you go after the Big 12, which hasn't said or done anything publicly. So... I uh, you need to you need to keep that in the keep that with a grain of salt right there. Anything John Canzano says is probably nonsense. He's just looking to fill up some space. Uh, Wilner is better. Um, he's obviously a little biased because of who he's getting his information from. But Wilner isn't also the kind of the egomaniac that Canzano is. So I would definitely take his uh, words with, uh, uh, more so. But what these guys are failing to, I think, really look at big picture is that. A school like Oregon desperately wants out of the Pac-12. And once they get that opportunity, they're going to move. So if you're Oregon and you're talking with the Big Ten or you're trying to get into the Big Ten, why in the world would you sign a five-year contract extension locking you into the Pac-10? That just doesn't that doesn't make any sense for anybody across the board. Now, um, it can be spun that, you know, revenue sharing, this and that. There are too many schools that aren't going to go for unequal revenue sharing. So... Again, the future of the Pac-12 is not good. As a matter of fact, I would say in five years, the Pac-12 won't even be around. So where does that leave? 
and that leaves the Big 12. Now, the Big 12 is far from perfect. I get all that. It's not like you're joining the SEC, but it's a more stable conference, and the football is about the same as the Pac-12, give or take, and basketball is significantly better. So if you're Arizona and you can make more money in the Big 12, and you can go to a conference where basketball is significantly better, and again, I get that football is what carries stuff, but it's still a better look. It's still a more stable look for the Arizona athletic program. Now, looking at the uh, looking at the rest of the landscape, though, um, you got to look after number one. And for Arizona, that's finding where they can be. Now, our guy Dave Hickey has talked about how Arizona would be ready to pivot if something happens. And um, I have a great, a lot of great uh, faith in Dave Hickey, President Robbins. They know a lot more than me. I'm just giving my opinion. They have facts on the ground. But right now, the national media people or the the wannabe national media people like the Canzanos of the world don't really listen to them because they're just more invested in themselves, to be honest. Uh, I thought it was interesting that Brett McMurphy reported the other day that four teams to the Big Ten from the Pac-12 or four teams from the maybe from the Pac-12 joining the Big Ten and then four teams from the uh, Pac-12 would also join the Big 12. And to me, that's always made the most sense. Okay. But, you know, also, if you were in the Big 12, just think about it from an Arizona perspective. You would actually be treated, you, you wouldn't be have these ESPN games. You wouldn't where essentially every game is, every big game is Bill Walton, who is um, kind of, dis- I mean, again, I'm cool with Bill Walton for games like Oregon State or Washington State. I don't want Bill Walton for big games. I just don't because Arizona basketball is big enough that it doesn't need to be a sideshow. With the Pac-12 broadcasts, Arizona kind of became a sideshow after a little while. And because of Bill Walton, that doesn't happen in the big-time conferences. When Kansas and Baylor play each other in basketball, you don't have these wacko, uh, you don't have these wacky, type broadcasters that are putting forth a less than ideal product. And again, I'm cool with Bill Walton in time and place, not as the face of your pro, uh, face of your network. So there's that where everything stands right there when it comes to the Pac-12, the Big 12. I would imagine that uh, there will be news here in the next couple months. Obviously, it's been reported that Oregon is talking with the Big 10, and I would imagine that that will get done because I think that makes sense for both sides. Oregon is not nearly the national brand that it thinks it is, but at the end of the day, though, it is still Nike. It's still Phil Knight. You're never going to have to worry about money. So that's where I think Oregon and Washington, you bring in the Seattle market. Those to me may, and it's, you know, it's a fairly solid football program. So those to me make a lot of sense. Now, looking at, you're wondering to yourself, how did we get, how did we get here? Well, you know what? You got to blame, the pre, you got to blame the presidents and you got to blame Larry Scott. Now, Larry, with Larry Scott, the thing that you got to remember is, first of all, he was enabled. There's no way around it. Larry Scott was enabled by presidents that a lot of them who don't care about sports. Now, I'm a big fan of President Robbins and a big reason why is because he does care about sports. And when you care about sports, things like that, you know, you don't put up with just total mediocrity. And Larry Scott wasn't even mediocre. The deals he signed were terrible. He wasn't at games. He had lived in an ivory palace, literally and figuratively. So you look at it and you think to yourself, you know, do you really deserve to be in the spot you are right now? And the answer is probably no, especially when you got, let me look at it. You've got a guy like a Michael Crow, who's the president in ASU, who doesn't care about sports. 
And I don't think that anybody thinks that he cares about sports. I haven't heard anybody that thinks that he does. And so that's just a problem. Uh, that's just a problem all the way around the Pac-12 dug itself into right there. And the presidents, again, who continue to extend Larry Scott. You extend mediocrity, what do you expect? All of a sudden that you know people are going to take you seriously? That doesn't happen in the other big-time conferences. Can you imagine in the SEC that flying? Or heck, I mean, even in the Big Ten, you know, Kevin Warren got beat up quite a bit. But Kevin Warren has still been the guy that has been able to make big-time decisions when he's had to make big-time decisions. He said, we're not going to play football initially. Then he said, we are going to play football. And guess who followed suit? The Pac-12. But again, the Pac-12 has been run by followers, not leaders at the top of its level. And that's why you're in the situation it is. The Pac-12 to me will not survive. Um, If I'm Arizona, I'm looking for the most logical place to be able to land because there is going to be a, there's going to be another movement here. Now, everybody's talking about Arizona, or excuse me, UCLA, USC. There's going to be another movement across the board where some other teams jump in. And I think to myself that this is going to be, um, this is going to really kind of make or break a lot. If I'm Arizona, I'm trying to get into the Big 12. I know how the, I know the contracts a year after, totally get all that, but I'm still trying to make that work one way or the other because the Pac-12 is dead. I'm just saying it right now. The Pac-12 is dead. Oregon's not signing on. There's a reason too that the Big Ten put that two uh, billion dollar put that two billion dollar escalator clause in there because again, um, they they're looking to expand and they're looking to, they're not looking to poach Colorado and Utah. They're not looking to poach the Arizona schools. They're looking when the time comes. You're probably looking at a Stanford, a Washington, and Oregon, and an ideally a Notre Dame. I think if you're the Big Ten. So again, if you're Arizona, you got to do what's best for you. Now, as far as uh, um, I would not make it contingent on my next move that ASU has to be with uh, Arizona. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't even care about that, to be honest with you. If I could go into the Big 12 with Utah, I'm doing it. Because Arizona, again, Phoenix doesn't do what people think it does. Because first of all, there are more Arizona fans in Phoenix, which I guess is kind of proving my point. But people in Phoenix don't care about ASU. They just don't. They don't go to the football games. They don't go to the basketball games. Nobody's there. It's it. It's a it's kind of a wannabe Los Angeles. It's a major city has a major city type feel to it, and they don't really support their team. Arizona is the exact opposite. It's a college town. It's again, town is relative because it's over a million people, but these are people that back the A to the fullest. ASU doesn't really have that, so that's something that you certainly got to keep an eye on. Whereas if you got Washington, or excuse me, or if you got Utah coming with you, Utah is a little bit different because Utah has. First of all, it's got a big it's got a big market right there in the Salt Lake City, and it's got a football program that is always going to be consistent, that is going to be steady, and is going to draw fans. That, to me, if you can make Utah your traveling partner, and again, I get some of the logistics aren't ideal, that would be where I would go. I would dump ASU, um, and then I would take Utah with me if I could do that. That's kind of where I would. That's kind of where I stand on everything right there. But that's kind of where we're at right now with conference realignment. But you got to remember, if you're Arizona, you've got to do exactly what's best for you. Now, let's talk about a little bit about the uh, let's talk talk a little bit about the basketball realm and how that would fit into the Big Twelve. Now, 
The first thing, though, before that, check out the Bet Online Sportsbook. All right. So, Bet Online Sportsbook has been around forever. It's not going anywhere. And the reason it's not going anywhere and it's been around forever is because it's easy, because it's good, and because there is a relative ease with which it's navigated. So many people look at these, uh, you know, at, at betting apps and they say, oh, I don't really want to do that because I don't know how to bet or, you know, it's going to be complicated. Nope, the Bet Online Sportsbook gets you right there and it makes everything easy for you. So again, it's check it out. It's been around for a while. It's not going anywhere. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with you. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now let's talk a bit, a little bit about how Arizona basketball would fit into the big 12. Again, I'm just optimistic about this because I think it'd be fun, but the big 12, if Arizona comes there would automatically become the best conference in the country. Better than the ACC, for sure, because here's, here's how it would stack up. You would have Kansas, which by any measure is a top three to four basketball program in the country. There's They, they, they just are. It's Kansas basketball. I don't need to explain that to you. Now, then Baylor. Baylor under Scott Drew now has become a top five basketball program. They're number, they've been number one seeds three of the last four years. I would count the COVID year because they were headed – towards a number one seat. They won a national championship in there. They also had a team that, you know, before COVID hit, they could have easily won a title. They are right in there. And before injuries uh, basically riddled them last year, you were uh, they were in a spot where they could have easily uh, won a championship again. So you got those two, which are two of the top five current programs in the nation. Then on top of that, you got Houston. Now, Houston worries me a little bit long-term because you wonder is that that's probably more Kelvin Sampson in the school. I get all that. Totally get that. But Houston is also a school that should be able to get a good coach and should be able to win. And if you can win, if you can get a good coach, you can win at Houston, especially being in a major conference like that. Now, so they're, again, let's just say they're top 15 right now, something like that. I don't think it's, uh, you know, I don't think that that's hyperbole to say that. And then you've got other schools, too. You've got a Cincinnati coming in, which, again, is a top 25 program, something like that. You've got a Texas Tech, which, you know, is two or three seasons removed from being in the national title game. Then you get Arizona in there, which is a top 10 program. So you would have, theoretically, you would have two top five programs, a top 10 program, a top 15 program, a couple top 25 programs. There's there's a lot there's a lot to work with there and keep in mind too yes and I get that football is the uh, football is the big animal I get all that but think about it this way Texas and Oklahoma are not good in basketball so them leaving to the SEC doesn't really matter when you think about it now sure it certainly matters when it comes to football and it matters to revenue totally get all that but it doesn't matter when it comes to basketball because neither one of those programs are good so you bring in Arizona. And then from a football perspective, then you would have essentially, so if you brought in Utah, it becomes, it's a little bit better conference than uh, the Pac-12 is in football. And we will break that down in just a second. Let's take a quick break. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now, we've got a, uh, we're going to talk, we talked about how Arizona basketball would fit in the Big 12. Why don't we talk a little bit about how Arizona football would? Now, 
we got to look at the current Pac-10 and what it is, knowing that USC and UCLA aren't going to be there. So what does that mean exactly? That means that Oregon is probably your big dog going forward. Oregon's a top 10 football program. It's not a top five, but it's a top 10 football program somewhere in there. And then after that, in the South, it's probably Utah, which is a top 15 to 20 program. If I'm, if, like I said, and we talked about it earlier, if I'm Arizona, I'm looking to take Utah with me. I'm looking to, uh, because for a variety of reasons, which we laid out, but think about it this way. If Utah goes to the Big 12, you've got already you got Baylor there, which let's just say on the field, Baylor is the equivalent of Oregon. And I think that's fair to say Baylor's got three top 12 finishes uh, or, you know, three top 10 finishes in the last 10 years. Um, and the thing that makes it unique is three, three different coaches. So it's clearly not just a coach school. It's clearly built on a solid foundation at this point, which is crazy to say about a school in Waco, but it's just kind of the way it is now. So you got that, but then you look at, you bring in Utah. That's a top, that's a top 15 program. And as long as Kyle Whittingham's there, it will be. And, you know, they should be able to get a good coach that can continue that as well. And then you got obviously you got Oklahoma State under Mike Gundy, who will always have kind of a top 25 fun little program in there. Houston should be a top 25 program there as well. Cincinnati coming in. I know it's crazy to say about Cincinnati, but keep in mind, they finished in the top five last year. So you've got to take them seriously. So, again, it's a better football. Pro, it's a better football conference as well. So there really isn't a ton of drawbacks, and I get all the media market talk, but how much has the media market really helped the Pac-12 and helped schools like Arizona? It really hasn't. You've had the L.A. markets. You've had the Northwest. You've had the Mountain. You've had the, uh, you know, the Southwest, and you're still getting TV deals that are way behind everybody else. And again, that's because of negligence on the Pac-12 part, but that's where we're at. And again, nothing from George, that George Kliakoff has done really gives me any confidence that he's going to make the right decision going forward. So that's where I'm at. I'm looking to move. I'm looking to pull. No, no matter what I have to do, I'm looking to get out of there. Now, again, there's going to be people like the John Canzanos of the world who are going to say, hey, you should stay here. You should stay on the, uh, you know, you should say everything's great in the Pac-12. Well, I mean, sorry, John. First of all, everything you're reporting has turned out to be pretty much nonsense. And second of all, you clearly have an agenda here. So something to keep in mind there, again, don't really like calling people out, but Canzano's been throwing out a lot of nonsense, so needs to be called out at some point. But that's again, that's where we're at with the Pac-12 realignment. I just don't see it surviving, and I think that Arizona needs to make that move. Okay, now, everybody out there, you have a great weekend, okay, because coming back on Monday, we are going to be hitting hot and heavy on Arizona football. Now, um, what's uh, what's going on? It's game week. San Diego State. We're going to have all the breakdowns, all the predictions, who you need to watch, what you need to follow, and all of that. Again, a lot of people are saying uh, that, you know, with Arizona, what do you think of the two and a half or three wins? I love the over. I've been telling you guys about that for uh, quite a while now. And we'll talk about all week about what Arizona needs to do against San Diego State because – they can beat San Diego State. Now, again, San Diego State's rightfully favored, but Arizona is not going into that game with pea shooters. They've got a whole new quarterback, a whole new, basically, offense. And it'll be interesting to see because it'll be Arizona's first real test against real competition, and you're going right into the fire immediately. 
But again, everybody out there, you have a great weekend and we will talk to you next week.